0: Hey, welcome back to another podcast. Uh, this time we've got Frank Nizial, um as our guest, and and Frank, welcome.
1: Oh, thanks, Tim.
0: Um, so, our most successful um, webinar series, best, EMC best practices webinar series, was uh, was yours. So, congratulations.
1: Thanks for that. It <laughs> was quite a lot of participants.
0: So. Not only live but recorded we saw we saw a lot of people watching recorded and so for the viewers Um, we will link that webinar below this um, discussion does not replace that. So please uh, if you if you'd like to go back and look um, We're gonna kind of summarize and ask answer some of the frequently asked questions But uh, if you've missed that uh, and you're watching us on one of our video platforms, uh, there should be a link below So feel free to jump out go look at that and come back. So first of all Frank that webinar is still current right
1: yeah, that's current, yeah, because uh, we, we talked about the latest change in the burst and search standard. And uh, in the meantime, there were updates. They're still valid. Yeah, that's correct.
0: Just being around EMC, I'm not I'm not an IEC expert at all, but I remember people just talking about Edition 2 and Edition 3. But when we're talking about Edition 2 and 3, we're talking about more than one standard, right? We're talking about a couple of different standards, aren't we?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, we had the change um, from, from the Birds edition two to edition three, as well as from the search from two to three. So we were talking about both standards. And those are, those are more or less on the same update schedule. That's why they kind of get lumped together, right? Um, they, they have different maintenance cycles. Maybe the period is similar. It's okay. roughly three to four years, but uh, um, there's a an, an time gap of two to three years between them.
0: Okay, and and these these obviously um, these standards we cover is is a part of what the compact NX um, series does, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the compact NX is a compact generator which covers a lot of different standards, but the most popular tests are burst and surge.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, what we talk about today is not the only things that the compact uh, NX series does. Can we can we talk about the standards? I, I remember from your webinar that it, it all started back in 95 with the first edition, right?
1: Yeah, it's a long time ago, yeah. Correct.
0: Yeah, uh, e, 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 I mean, we, we're both kind of old hands at this world, but even I wasn't hired in, in 95, I didn't start till 97. The, the, the first big update, when was that? That was in 2004, and that's what we're calling
1: Dash uh, Edition 2, right? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. And, we had the 95 or 96 with edition one and 2004 we got the edition two from the birth standard
0: okay so and then then the edition three was 2012, 2012. 12 okay um, and can you just summarize I mean in, a, in in a short in a short couple of bullet points what what did they update in 2012
1: um in 2012 in comparison to the edition one oh there were a lot of updates Um, The biggest point was that uh, um, in in the old sense, they specified the pulse just at the 50 ohm output. Okay. And the pulse pulse shape, pulse energy at the output of the couple network was completely not specified. So, uh, um, we calibrated the 50 ohm output with a 50 ohm load, and that was it, done. Uh, In the uh, newer version, we have to calibrate the 50 ohm output with 50 ohm plus 1,000 ohm, not a big thing. But we also specified the uh, output at the couple network and the couple network you have to calibrate with 50 ohm and you have to uh, um, test in a so-called common mode. So in the, the old users of the equipment know that they have to test or they test it um, the lines L and L and, or PE and, and all the different combinations. But with addition two, we, we changed to common mode, what would mean all lines simultaneously. And the two main issues was that we got a specific case of pulse shape. Mm -hmm. So we had to increase the rise time. It needed to be fulfilled the five nanosecond specification. And we had roughly 20% more energy because of the corrected amplitude at the output.
0: Okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't until edition three that we, we were really calibrating at the output of the CDN. I could see where that that's edition three,
1: right? No, that started from edition two. Ah, edition two. Okay, okay. Yeah, the, the main the main topics from edition three was um, that they changed the pulse shape for calibration. Because all, all guys know that it's a, a five fifty nanosecond pulse, but this is the pulse shape, and uh, this is how it was specified in the in the old in the edition two, but from edition three they changed the pulse shape to five point five nanosecond rise time for calibration only and they also introduced the calibration of the capacitive coupling clamp no idea why honestly but that's how it is so we have to use today in then so-called transducer plate for calibrate the passive coupling clamp
0: right right and and i remember during your presentation you were talking about the you were talking about the reduction when doing the verification that's just because the attenu- it, it, it's kind of like an attenuator but it really is a voltage divider isn't it the the
1: yeah okay yeah that makes so uh, sense. a lot of people, a lot of people, had that promote to understand that uh, if you are using a 50 ohm calibration, um, the, it, we have a divider inside, it's 100 to 1. So if you calibrate it, let me say for at uh, 2000 volt, you expect with a divider uh, 100 to 1, it would be at 20 volt at the output of the uh, calibration resistor. but that's not correct because the burst generator has a 50 ohm output, the calibration resistor has a 50 ohm input. So similar for the output of the resistor and the input from the oscilloscope. So we have uh, a divider in total of 400 to 1. So it is 2 kV test level. You can expect them um, 5 volt um, signal at the oscilloscope. Okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, and and the other the other
0: kind of big change, I remember you were talking about, you said something like um, the burst frequency is now 100 kilohertz, which is closer to reality, but it's optional. How, how does that, I, I didn't understand really is it actually optional? are there standards that require 100 kilohertz? How does that, how does that all come together?
1: Yeah, so in the, in the previous standard, we had the specification of five kilohertz for the so-called spike frequency. Right. This is a pulse, the pulse in the, in the burst package because burst pulse come always in the package. So and this was changed to five or 100 kilohertz. Uh, so if you select 100 kilohertz, which is closer to reality, uh, you need to to minimize the the, the uh, width of the burst package, so the energy isn't changed. so We always use seventy five pounds in a package. Okay, and, and so th- uh, go and ahead. It's up to you. You can you can select whether you would prefer five or hundred kilohertz. You should use a hundred, and uh, it could happen that a product standard specify that you should use five. So uh-huh. both. Combinations are specified in the in the new standard.
0: Oh, understood. So, so it's really the product standard that would tell you definitely if you have to do five kilohertz or hundred kilohertz. Interesting. Okay. Um. Okay. Do we miss anything on uh, burst? Um. What about what about surge standards? Now, I I I remember you talk you talk quite a lot about the surge standards
1: also. Yeah, that's correct. What are the highlights there? Um, the main topic there is that the pulse shape is changed. Uh, in the old standard, we had two different standards, where so two different types of pulse specification, and both was valid. Uh, in addition, three we changed this to just one, which differs from from uh, both previous uh, specifications. That was the the main topic. Another big topic is that they changed the. Uh, um, the tolerances for coupling networks, because we have to calibrate the positive, the output of the coupling network, there where you connect your EOT. And uh, if you use a coupling network for higher current, you have different tolerances. And this will lead to that you need to have a coupling network with a switchable current range, if you would like to cover the complete current. Let me say up to 200 amps, we have four different current ranges. Oh uh-huh, yeah i remember now
0: i i saw some launch. so we, we have a we have a, like a selectable current uh range um cdn now yeah. don't we what's that called yeah,
1: yeah
0: what what's that called that that that
1: flexible cu- CD, uh, coupling network no it's not flexible it's just uh, a couple it with a current range switching. switching oh, okay so switchable. Yeah. Yeah, um, switchable yeah
0: and then what's this about this 18 microfarad capacitor i remember that from the webinar also
1: Yeah, if you if you want to calibrate it, you need to to use an 18 micro uh, capacitor Uh, in in our device. It's integrated and you can just um, enable or disable it. Um, You need to use it from edition three on you need to use it if you test and search on uh, shielded cables. This Uh was not specified in the old center, but in the new one. Uh,
0: So it's it's used during calibration or during testing with shielded cables. Correct. Yeah, Uh, okay interesting interesting and, and and so the other changes were mostly about like the test setups and and verification and things like that right
1: yeah this test setup isn't changed uh, significantly but the verification um, especially for the uh for the uh, cdns with higher current okay
0: okay and you mentioned also briefly edition 3.1 but also that edition three was the actual one. I, I was. Uh, I think some of the people were a little bit confused about that three point one versus three
1: point or edition three. Uh, is there a three point one uh, edition? Uh, there is a three point one from the search, but with no significant changes. Ah. Uh, okay. 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 So um, yeah we forgot one one point to mention uh, what is important for the users, because um, uh, another big difference between the old and the new search standard is that the pulse is at the uh, couple network for data and signal lines so for these interconnection lines um, all right. now we, we have to calibrate the pulse shape as well at the, the EUT connector uh, at the uh, these, these types of CDNs and this was not uh, specified in the old standard so in fact it will mean that you cannot use any longer CDNs for Chile cable or sorry for for data and signal lines. Um, so you need to buy a new one to be compliant to Edition 3.
0: All right. So that, that's a really good point. And that brings us to, to really our number one question we got from several users. So if I have, a, if I have equipment, the, the, the people ask, if, if they have equipment that was made for, Dash, for Edition 2, um, yeah. can they use it for Edition 3?
1: Um, search a Burst? Um, Both. Expl- explain. <laughs> <laughs> so um, from from birth, um, if it is according edition three, you can use it for edition uh, two as well. Okay. Um, if if similar to search, so if it's uh, according edition three, you can use it as well as for the for edition two, <clears throat> but not vice versa. So the search edition two is not according edition three. So there's a difference.
0: All right. So, but back to your, back to your, back to your couple network um, discussion. So not only the generator, but also the couple network changed for, for both of the, of the standards or or just for for the, for just for the, okay. Okay. Great. Well, that makes that clear. So basically if, if if you have equipment that was made for dash two, you probably will not be compliant for dash three. But if you have right. c- equipment for dash three, it can be used for dash it can two. Be used. Yeah, okay, yeah. it okay. can be used. Yeah. So the, the the next question. So we, we we you talked about revision two quite a lot. Are there cases where people might or should still use revision
1: two of the standard? Um, yes, there. are. That's a good question, Tim. <clears throat> um, we have cases where customers still need to use Edition 2. Because if they have a product standard with a dated link to the previous two standard, then they have to use Edition 2 generator. Uh, and yeah. um, it is possible that, uh, that we deliver a device with uh, two types of, of different calibration certificates. One according to Edition 2 and one for Edition 3. Ah, oh, interesting. Ah, oh, so okay, that, that would all make sense. So if the product
0: standard still refer to the old, stand, old standard, you use the yep. old standard, uh, that yeah. that that makes it clear now, that makes it clear. I I, I do remember just a, a, a funny aside, that you talked about one of the old, some of the older generators, I think it was burst generators that used a spark gap, or, or defined a spark gap, did we actually use a spark gap in the generator?
1: Uh, no, of course not. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was uh, in the '90s, um, where we didn't have the the uh, semiconductor switch for for making the bird powder. But in in the in the very beginning, we used the spark gaps. But it was really it was a mess to use because you have these this, uh, burning parts on the <laughs> electrode. And um, I can remember there was a very old Schaffner generator, NSD two twenty five, if I'm right. Uh-huh. Where you could where you could use some some uh, um, some cleaning tool with which you have to switch between the electrodes just to clean the surface, to get proper impulses again. Oh my goodness. But we've, we, we, we've, we haven't done that in a generation, right? No, for sure yeah. not. We changed to the electronic switch in, uh, I think it was 1990, I guess. So it's oh, well, okay. Long time ago. Yeah.
0: I, I was I was just starting my I was just starting college in '90 actually, um, <laughs> so um, I I I think we've covered all the topic. Any last any any last things that we missed or you'd like to talk about especially Frank?
1: Nope, synth. That's it at the moment.
0: Oh, all right then, I would like to thank you very much for the time. Um, I think I'm not an IEC expert, but so probably I'm still compu- confused and. As a good friend of ours used to say, but I'm confused on a much higher level. So thanks,
1: well.
0: <laughs> thanks a lot, Frank. Thanks for, thanks for your time. And uh, thanks for watching everybody. Um, be sure to click the link below if you're watching on one of the video platforms and check out Frank's awesome uh, webinar series. Thanks a
1: lot, thanks again.